0: Welcome to Read It or List It. I'm Phoebe. And I'm Ashley. And in today's episode we are reviewing Aristotle and Dante Discover the Secrets of the Universe. <laughs> that is a very long title. <laughs> I know. I Sometimes
1: I would just call it like Dante or like. Aristotle and I'm like oh what are you reading Aristotle?
0: This is a very popular book. I got so many messages when I added this to my currently reading on Goodreads. It is such a well-loved book and it is one that we enjoyed on audio um, and why we wanted to review it in our audiobook series because some of the production quality elements were such a delight, and it is narrated by the one and only Lin-Manuel Miranda, uh, who actually still has not watched Hamilton. I know. Um, But Lin-Manuel wrote and starred in Hamilton, the musical on Broadway, and his first musical, In the Heights, is coming to the big screen this summer. And I actually think in the Heights is even better than Hamilton. Mm-hmm. So he's an incredible writer, actor, um, and does a great voice
1: performance in this book. Yeah, I thought the production quality was amazing. I thought the narr like I, I thought the narration was phenomenal. I think we've said this before in this series, like I think YA is a genre that is really or I guess like a a type, a demographic of of book that is really Great on audio because they're yes. just like especially when you have a really good narrator because it just it makes all the emotions that you feel reading a book about teenagers you know from the perspective of teenagers it just like heightens all those emotions and I thought this was uh, this is like a timeless book mm-hmm. uh, in so many ways yeah like a very very quintessential coming of age story that is just so beautiful I just was looking this came out in 2012 oh my gosh yes I thought it came like, out in 2018 I mean I'm looking at copyright 2012 so it's
0: almost 10 years old and I don't think you can feel that it's dated in any way and no. I feel like some YA books that came out in 2012 because that was like the Hunger Games era wasn't it like um or at least when yeah. the Hunger Games movies were coming out so I think it you, yeah. uh, yes. Yeah. Because I was in college. They had a very specific tone that of like the, the beginning of the, the 2010s and I would, this did not feel like that at all.
1: No, I think, I think it's utterly timeless and I'm now I'm looking at the, cause I listened to the audio, um, but I loved it so much. I do this often. This should be a surprise to no one. I When I love an audiobook, I then need to buy the physical copy to have on my shelves. And so I bought the physical copy of this after listening to the audio. And the dedication at the beginning is to all the boys who've had to learn to play by different rules.
0: Oh, I
1: love this. Was so, this was so – this was – like I've been reading so many adult books, like very adult content um, recently. And this – book reminded me why I love YA and Mm -hmm. why I think that YA is like it is the genre and these types of books these like just joyous books are the ones that you pick up when you're feeling anxious or when you're feeling sad or when you're having a bad day this will remind you and it's not that this is like light and fluffy like there are I was just gonna say heavy hitting things but it's so real and yeah. at the end of the day, it gives you hope that even through the hard things and the difficult things and the things that unfortunately, as much as we want to believe, are going to go away, like kids are still going to have to battle the, mm-hmm. the, the battles that Ari has to go through in this book. Um
0: yeah.
1: it, It's still like at the end of the day was a story of triumph and identity and I don't know books like this remind you that even through all those bad things and those hard things and those real world things there is still joy to be had
0: and a life worth living so if you haven't read Aristotle and Dante it is the story of Aristotle otherwise known as Ari um, who befriends another boy named Dante and they are discovering through their adolescence what they call the secrets of the universe um it's a story of friendship and as ashley said a story of identity as dante and ari together sort of um, uncover and come to terms with their sexuality who they are in their families it touches yeah it touches on what it means to be a parent in some ways with Mm -hmm. how um Ari we are going to be discussing spoilers in this episode we'll let you know when that begins but Ari's older brother has been missing from his life uh, for a reason that he's not let in on and he has this resentment towards his parents for feeling like they're keeping him in the dark Um, and you know bullying at school for who we inherently are it just it's a perfect culmination I think of what all the things uh that YA can do so well Mm -hmm. which is even making adults in hindsight feel seen
1: absolutely because you could read this book I mean first of all one of the one of the main themes is uh learning growing and discovering your sexual identity and I think that that's something that is always evolving within us. And so mm-hmm. you could be 55 and you could pick up this book and feel Ari's story deep, deep in your soul. Um, yeah. And so I think that alone is a reason that I'd recommend it to anyone, anywhere. It's one of This is now one of the books that I put on my... Like, I will buy five copies of it so that if I see a little free library, I will be able to put it in there. Like, there's very few books I do that with. Felix Ever After is another one, but, like, one that I will have multiple copies of so that I can always donate it or lend it out to somebody or put it somewhere where I think it would be more accessible.
0: Yeah, it's ongoing on my universal recommendations list, which, like Mm -hmm. I said, so many people messaged me being like, I'm so excited that you're reading this. This has continued to stay on my, like, all-time favorites list. And I, um, it's, so with um, Lin-Manuel Miranda narrating it, I just feel like you could hear Lin-Manuel, like, putting his own, like, family spin on it um which his dad is really funny (laughs) um like Lin-Manuel Miranda's dad um and just like how he would use Ari's voice and speaking to his parents and just like the 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 quiet tenderness of the conversations between Ari and Dante I could just like you could hear so clearly that you know Lynn has had conversations like this and this is like how he speaks with his friends and just like as an artist like I used to see him on the a train all the time um I know that like he's definitely that type of person as well so I just think he did such such a good job with it and you know there wasn't any like I think we mentioned earlier on in the audiobook series there are some audiobooks that will really utilize music and multi like uh multi person casts. And mm-hmm. this is I think that was what we always wanted to review in this series. It should be like, oh, this like full fledged audiobook. And we ended up choosing one of the quietest of them because I just think that this story is told really well through the medium because it's very lyrical.
1: Yes, that's what I was gonna say. I think I um, remember when we were doing our end of the year, like wrap up with all the recommendations, I had said House on the Cerulean Sea was one that was delivered phenomenally through audiobook. Like it was just something about the story that just translated so well to audio. And it was like this, it was a single narrator. And even though there were multiple like characters, it was just the one narrator kind of giving voices to all these other characters. And I really do feel like this, this book and House in the Surveillance have the same like delivery like mm-hmm. and the stories could not be more different I mean first of all House in the Surveillance is an adult novel in a fantastical world with like magic and magical beings and this is a contemporary YA novel like they they could not be more different in that way but yet I feel like the techniques and the way that the story is delivered, and how quiet they are at conveying things of such great magnitude like that, that almost like paradox there is um, really, very, really similar. And yeah. so, I felt like. This was a really good pick for an audiobook because it gave me that same kind of feeling.
0: Definitely. I 100% agree because it it was an unputdownable audiobook. Like it was one that I kept um, finding excuses to continue listening to. And I think we have to start getting into some of the spoilers because I am dying to talk to you okay, about okay. some of these let's, things.
1: Let's end the non spoiler discussion here with a couple other read alikes. So, like I said, I think The House in the Cerulean Sea, if you liked that, you would like this, or vice versa. Um, I think that that would be like a good like read-alike for an adult pairing adult novel pairing Mm -hmm. Um, and then I also felt that the lyrical nature of this story reminded me a lot of um, the fire on high so those would be my or with the fire on high those would be my two read-alikes I would say for this book
0: definitely so if you liked those I would pick yeah. I mean, I loved both the high fire and high on audio as well. There are just some yeah, books that's what that I've like, read that one on audio as well, and it was so good. Uh, we, next time we interview an author, my question is going to be Have you ever written for an audiobook? <laughs> like, do you think about And I know I feel like every writer is going to be like, Absolutely not. But I don't know. There's just some things that, like, it just works. And I wonder if it's because yeah. they hear it in their head that way. I don't know. But anyway, let's yeah. get into a couple spoilers. So if you've not read Aristotle and Dante, discover the secrets of the universe. Stop listening Stop right listening now. Stop listening here. And read the book. Come, and come back to us when you've read
1: it. The audiobook is not long. It's on Scribd right now with the yeah. membership. Uh, so listen to it. Come back.
0: All right. Okay. So it's just us here who have read this book. Um, although it did come out in 2012, so. <laughs> I <know. laughs> When is the Statue of Limitations <laughs> on spoilers? Uh,
1: yes. Ooh, ooh, I'm going to write a statue on that. Probably three years. That's so the generic. Oh,
0: statue okay. Of limitations for most Thank people. you. Thank you so much, Professor You're Smutlove. Welcome. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... I just, like, really, really enjoyed these characters. Dante was so wonderful. and I, I also, loved Dante. Like, all of his letters and the fact that, like, <laughs> when letters. he, like, didn't get as many back from Ari, but still was just, like, we're best friends. I was, like, oh, that pure, like, I miss having that, like, pure of heart mentality. Like, but I was so moved by Ari's, like, the the push that he made for his parents to just be like, where is my brother? What happened to him? Yeah. Why don't we talk about him and all of that? And the fact that, like, we got to see the, like, the human side of parenting that, like, mm-hmm. obviously, like, we know and we understand, but I, I feel like we don't see that a lot in YA books. We really only get to, like, see the mistakes and not the, like... Panic. I really
1: liked – there was this point towards the end of the book where I think Ari and Dante are having a conversation. And they're like – I think Ari's talking about having a conversation with his mom. He, maybe it was Dante. I don't remember. One of them has a conversation. And they say, that was the first time I saw my mom as more than my mom. Like, yeah. Like, as, as a her own individual person with her own life and her own story. And, like – and I remember – like I remember feeling that way like when we're when you're little you see your parents you only think of your parents as your parents like you don't think of their identity as separate from being the your mother Mm -hmm. um and it's because you know when you're a kid the whole universe (laughs) revolves around you and I feel like that moment with Ari and Dante realizing that just kind of is something that you don't see a lot in in YA which I think fits really well into like this whole theme of like that's what they're doing they're like cracking open the universe they're discovering what the secrets that they are keeping that they don't need to keep
0: Um, yeah yeah yeah. I I totally agree and like those were the moments I was like what I um I always do the dishes in the morning and so I was listening and I would like I had to like stop like turn the water off and like um go back and like re-listen to a couple phrases because Um, I mean, I'm, I love quotes. I am a big person who like looks to, uh, books to like teach me life lessons. And this is literally something that is setting out to do that. So, um, I can't remember it word for word and I I don't have a physical copy, but just something about like, I don't even know if I can describe it that, but like, that's the thing. This book like produces like a feeling rather than like I feel like I took away this like that like my heart was like 10 pounds lighter um mm. especially with everything that I feel like I've been carrying on my back for the last couple of months as opposed to oh I learned something like from this book I just feel like it, it gave me this feeling of yeah contentedness <laughs> even though yeah. like the um because oh, the like Dante suffers a hate crime um when he is seen kissing another boy and how Ari's like, Well he the other boy ran away and Dante stayed because that's who Dante is. He stayed to like defend himself. Yeah. And like he was so not ashamed of who he was or who he is. And Right. I loved
1: that juxtaposition between because both boys meet before they've come in, come to terms with or, or discovered their own sexual identities. Mm-hmm. And you see this juxtaposition between how Ari handles those complicated thoughts and feelings versus Dante, which again shows you that there's no universal coming out story. There's no universal discovery of who you are. Like ev- everything is so nuanced and individualized. And and I really appreciated how we were in Ari's head this whole book and yet we knew more about Dante and what he was going through and how he was feeling and how he was processing than we did about Ari. Because Ari was so closed off even to himself. And that was ultimately the biggest secret, right? Like is it's Ari is here. Like narrating this story for us, and he still hasn't said out loud what Dante has been telling him forever.
0: Yeah, I did like, and I always say, you know, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Like, I don't try to like figure out the ending of the book early because I just like watch it unfold. And even before Ari comes to um, discover this part of himself that's always been there, that Dante has been telling him has been there (laughs) for for years. Um, there was this, this beauty of Ari still wanting to always protect and be a good friend mm-hmm. to Dante, but still making mistakes, like how, um, Ari jumps in front of a car to save Dante's life. Oh my god, Phoebe,
1: at that moment, I thought, I thought that Dante was gonna die. I thought that oh, Dante was gonna die, yeah. and then Ari's discovering of the universe was gonna be like Dante as a ghost, and I was like, I... I almost text I had like a text message written to you and I was like I will not be able to handle this book if his best friend weeks before he's at, he's leaving for a year just dies like I yeah. will not be able to handle it
0: like they're already going to be happen. without each other like physically in the same city and like you <laughs> um but yeah no that was that was big stress big stress um But how everybody at school, like, learns about the accident and he doesn't say that it, like, that it was his friend, you know, that, like, it was he. Because Ari's motivation came from the fact that, you know, he loved Dante and was willing to put himself in between Dante and Harm. And, I mean, that's a very, like, big symbol, I think. Like, obviously not everybody's going to be put into that position. Um, But even... Like, I, I also would have been okay if Ari was just a very good friend to Dante, because I think that's also, yeah. like, a beautiful rela- relationship to see. So I was happy with the ending, um, but I wasn't, like, disappointed by the journey, if that makes sense. Yeah,
1: yeah. I know what you mean. Uh, um, and like, I didn't feel other... like he was, like,
0: taking advantage of him at all.
1: Right. And the other... um. I am a conspiracy theorist. So,
0: uh, <laughs> I know, that's why I'm like not really a fun person to buddy read with because I'm just going to be like, well, we're going to find out, so why don't we keep reading?
1: <laughs> I mean, like I knew, I knew that Ari and Dante were in love with each other. Like literally from the first time that Ari got the flu, I was like, mm, I don't know mm. if you have the flu or you are just having like a lot of thoughts and feelings. Maybe you do have the flu. But when he... Um, when Dante came over to draw, like sketch him,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and Ari says, "Can I see the sketches?" and he says, "No," and he says, "Why?" and Dante says for the same reason that you won't tell me about your dreams that was when I knew because I knew Ari was dreaming about Dante and Dante was writing or was drawing Ari and there was so much like emotion and like deep-seated feelings that they were both still working out at that part and I was like that's when I knew I know and I was just just waiting for Ari to get there but like again like you said it's about the journey because I would have been totally like content if like you said, if it had if it had turned out differently, um, e- even if like Ari had discovered his sexuality and but also still viewed Dante as just a friend, like yeah. I, I would have been happy with that too. Like I I think that there was so much like we cannot sit here and and say a thing about anybody's coming out story. I never I will never do that in any book ever. Um, I I just thought that this was beautifully delivered and a beautiful beautiful a beautiful example of two different stories
0: yeah I I agree and um I saw a I think what was like um because I, I started this when we were originally going to discuss it on the podcast then we took our little break um so I restarted it from the beginning and I had seen something on Twitter recently that was like I want to see more platonic friendships celebrated in YA and in books in general, because like, which I think is also great. And I think it's something we talk about all the time where it's like, you know, I'm, I love, I love my partner. I love Nick more than anything, but I have friendships that have grown and developed in such beautiful ways as well. So I think that that, as I was reading Aristotle and Dante I had that idea in mind and I was like oh my god I love this friendship like he he clearly like is willing to stand by him no matter what and I think that's just something that like is that I love seeing yeah and I just you know because I just think of like kids who were who are bullied in during those really really formative and traumatizing years and to think that like if you have that friend who stands by you, and 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 is not getting anything from you other than friendship, yeah, it's just so so pure. I think I don't know. I'm feeling very emotional lately about like just the like my my friends in life right now. So I think that that was just in the back of my mind because it it really is not till the very 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 end of the book like the last page <laughs> yeah that so i think that like i had accepted that this was the the trajectory of the book and had this delightful so kind of similarly to felix i guess because we don't get that re- resolution with felix uh and Ezra uh, towards to the end of the book spoiler for that um <laughs> yeah oops so uh, I I think that that was and I wonder like I wonder if Case and Calendar had read this book and like not that I that it totally inspired it but like just could the uh the possibilities that were there for friendship yeah. and growth and all of that I don't know
1: yeah because I think I think yeah I think the story is so many things it's a story about um family and growing and learning and understanding family it's a story about friendship and growing and learning and discovering what it means to be a friend Mm -hmm. and it's about growing and learning and discovering who you are and I think that that's like that's everything I look for in a YA and I think that this would be like this is a perfect example of like this is like the blueprint for a really great coming-of-age young adult novel, and I'm not surprised that it won how many awards? We'll like... have to ask
0: Allison because it has a lot of stickers.
1: <laughs> she, oh my gosh, when I posted about it, she messaged me. She goes, wow, gold, silver, and bronze. That's mm. those. That's a big book. And I'm like, yeah.
0: I think we've mentioned is. this on the podcast before. <laughs> Allison from Bookstown Bujo. <laughs>
1: She shared this story once about how – I think it's an elementary school. She went to the library, like, at her school, and her the library – she asked what, like, the stickers meant. Like, you know, like, well, for example, this won the uh, Lambda Literary Award. It won this it was a Stone, Stonewall Book Award winner. Um, I think Pulitzer – let's see. Honor book. Um, so anyways, so – Her the librarian it had like stick stickers on that and her librarian said that that meant it was a good book and so like Allison's entire life meant like if a book did not have a sticker on it it was not a good book (laughs) like that's what she thought she was like oh only the good books have stickers on it and it like wasn't until like her uh, more adult years I She'll she'll correct me because I probably just butchered her story. She delivered it a lot more. But anytime I see a gold sticker or silver sticker on a book, I immediately think of her.
0: It's truly I mean, so that that is the standard set Won lots of awards. It's got a lot of stickers. <laughs> it's got a lot of stickers. Um, all right. Why don't we wrap up with a, a favorite a favorite lesson, a favorite secret discovery of the universe <laughs> my favorite discovery made I think was when Ari hunts down the boys who beat up Dante and obviously like he gets physical and harm like he breaks one of this boy's nose and his parents are like you know really disappointed in him and he finally is like, well, why won't why won't you tell me what happened with my brother? And like, we find out that his brother had a lot of anger issues and he killed a person. He's been in prison. Um, well, we know that because um, Ari or er says that his brother's in prison, which is different than jail or early on in the book. And he. I wish I, I wish I had a physical copy so I could read the quote exactly, but he says something along the lines of, like, I can, I will always be angry, but, like, how do I handle that anger? And, like, I just thought that that was really, because I think he's, he, he knows that he's, he feels very passionately about protecting Dante, and, like, he, he can always protect him. It's just, like, in what way will he protect him? Which I think can apply to so many things, like... We can all like how we use our emotional energy in life is very important.
1: I don't have a favorite I'm I am do not have like a favorite quote or moment, but like symbol wise, favorite symbol in the book uh was Dante's shoes. Or like sneakers. And Dante's I, just so pure. He was amazing. I need he, some Dante merch. <laughs> I also just love their names, but it's a whole other conversation. But I I loved how, like, his shoes and him being barefoot or not being barefoot was, like, something beginning, middle, and end of the Mm -hmm. story. And, like, Ari having, like, shoes to put in his car. Like, it was, like, every big moment, whether Dante was physically there or not, like, there was a mention of his shoes. And, like, I think that that's also, like, such, like – Uh, it's talked about in the beginning about how having clean shoes and like good quality shoes and not having them can be a symbol of poverty or wealth and how Mm -hmm. important that was to Dante's family um, or to to Dante's mother and how Dante was basically like rejecting this idea of there being an external thing that signalizes who you who you are or what you have kind Mm -hmm. of thing and rejecting that like right at the beginning like he's always barefoot and like they play a game and like um and i just think that that is was a really powerful example for how dante like kind of lived his life in the trajectory of him discovering himself and how that sometimes that pushed ari in the right direction and not i don't know i just i think that that yeah. was a really great symbol to use throughout the book and it like goes all the way to the very end
0: definitely oh i I love that that's a beautiful thing for us to end on i think (laughs) yeah
1: um so oh oh no you know what you know what's a beautiful thing to end on let me confirm but i'm pretty sure we're getting a sequel
0: really yeah but it came out in 2012 i know but i think has there been a resurgence
1: I'm not a conspiracy
0: Uh, theorist. I don't go looking for these things.
1: Let me, no, I saw. Let me show. Yes, he confirmed. It's true. At last finished writing the sequel to Aristotle and Dante. It was a painful and beautiful process to write this book. And it was also a great privilege to bring these guys back into your lives. I'm so grateful to have such generous readers. (gasps) March 31st, he posted that. Oh.
0: Wow, we've got really good timing with these things.
1: I know. (laughs) So I am
0: very excited. I'm very excited. Very excited. There's a 30% chance that we're already getting a sequel. (laughs) I feel like we always do that, though. I feel like we always find books right at the time. Like our backlist reads are like, they're going to make it into a movie or TV show. Or there's a sequel coming And we're like, hey,
1: look at that. (laughs) Yeah. So that's how we're going to end it. Stay tuned. We'll have a follow up when the next one comes out. Yes. Oh my gosh! Can you? Oh my gosh! If it's them as adults.
0: <laughs> oh, I am not prepared. Oh I'm my not prepared. gosh!
1: I'm not prepared either. <sighs> what are okay, you well, what gonna be doing okay sorry okay, okay
0: no things to look forward to yes <laughs> let us know what you want to see in the sequel if you've read this book um but if you've made it this far thank you so much for listening you can find where to purchase a copy of aristotle and dante discover the secrets of the universe big deep breath after that title, <laughs> title <laughs> um, on readandwrite.com and you know where to find us on instagram at read it or list it pod um and you can also find us individually on instagram at read and write and at underscore shelf love underscore and if you
1: enjoyed today's episode make sure to leave a review and a rating on apple podcasts as that support goes a long way at helping us keep going with this podcast definitely
0: thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next
1: time original music by jake thorne Podcast produced and edited by me, Ashley Chandler, and Phoebe Wright. You can find us on Instagram at readitorlistitpod. All rights reserved, 2020.